One of the biggest things that I have learned throughout this whole process of trying to become self-sufficient has been the transient nature of things. It's a huge departure from my previous life just a few years ago and it definitely helps me to deal with the failures. Hello and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 87 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. It has been an incredibly difficult week or so here at the homestead. We have had all sorts of calamities, some big, some small, and some just the nature of what we do, you know, and the seasons are upon us. It certainly feels like summer is over. I'm sure it isn't. And I certainly am not going to be bringing you down today as I talk about some garden failures. I'm going to be looking back at a lot of the failures that I personally have experienced and just dissecting them a little bit and talking to you about what we can learn from our failures in the garden and certainly what I've learnt from mine and trying to just gain a little bit of perspective dear listeners. These Friday episodes have become something of a catharsis for me as a way of being able to share with you some of the issues that we go through here and it's more of a open format than the other days that I produce the show. Obviously on Mondays it's very structured and we go through a series dealing with whatever the subject matter might be and then on Wednesdays we have our interviews and on Fridays it's more freeform and I'm taking that opportunity today to discuss quite a lot of different things that have happened not only this week although there's been several this week but also throughout the whole year that one could choose to really beat them back and I assure you that is not where I'm going to be going today but it is the subject of today's podcast nonetheless. So before I start talking about that I wanted to make just a few quick bits of housekeeping if you like, a few quick notices the first of which is to just say that I have started releasing as regularly as is physically possible for me given my workload some Patreon videos they are videos that will they will go up on YouTube they're becoming available to patron subscribers a few days earlier so hopefully if you're a patron subscriber you've been able to find that if you're having any issues then please do get in touch and I'll see if I can walk you through it 
I also wanted to give another quick reminder that episode 100 is going to be an Ask Me Anything episode and it doesn't necessarily need to be on topic. If there's anything in particular you are interested in, then please do get in touch. I have received some questions already and it would be lovely to receive a few more. Finally, I wanted to mention the 30-day challenge I've been doing on YouTube. Now, I've been doing quite a lot of vlogs and just showing you the day-to-day stuff here, but I've interspersed that with some of the more, I want to say traditional, though I'm not really established enough to have formed a tradition, I suppose, but some of the videos that you would have been familiar with if you've been following me for a little while, some of the how-to videos and the foraging identification videos, some of the cheese-making videos and things like that, that I've always done. And I just wanted to kind of just give a bit of clarity to that, really. So I will be uploading a video every single day, and they will frequently be vlogs, and there may be periods of seven or ten days or more when there is a vlog uploaded every single day. They will also be, though, interspersed with these other videos. And I just wanted to make it clear that if you only follow for the instructional videos, then you're not going to be missing out. Those are still going to be going up. And if you are particularly interested in the vlogs, if you notice that I don't upload one for a day or two, then please don't worry. It doesn't mean I've stopped. It just means that there is a day or two hiatus because occasionally I'm doing some things that are just rather repetitive. There are some days when all I do in the garden is feed the animals, milk the goats and things like that. And there's nothing particularly original to share with you. So I don't want to waste your time. And on days like that, I will be uploading a different type of video. I have in the works a really good mushroom identification video for field mushrooms, which are everywhere at the moment if you are in the UK. And I've also got another wild foraging identification video on yarrow which is a fantastic medicinal herb that one will be made available to patron subscribers as of today the day this goes out and it's a fantastic wild edible you can eat the leaves and use them in salads and things but it also has some really fantastic medicinal properties including helping to clot bleeding and things like that so look out for those they're on the way so that's the preamble out the way now let's talk about all of my failures (laughs) it's really easy for you to get in touch with us You can do it either by sending an email to selfsufficientcontact at gmail.com or by using the link in the show notes to send us a voice message. You can send us a voice message just using your phone. You could also reach out to us on Facebook where we have the Self Sufficient Hub group and the Self Sufficient Hub page. We're always thrilled to get your feedback, questions or suggestions for future topics on the show. So just in the last week, we've had a catalogue of problems and it got to the point a couple of times when it did actually start weighing me down just a little bit. Now, I'm a fairly stoic human being 
generally speaking, and I tend to not get too concerned with things that are beyond my control. And I suppose part of the reason that things started to weigh me down a little bit is because perhaps some of these things were slightly within my control. I could have done more. And from that, we can decide to go one of two ways. We can either say, well, it is my fault, therefore I'm a failure. Or we can say, well, there is more I could have done. Let's try and understand that and learn from it. And it's always more helpful, of course, to take the second option there. Now, those of you who follow me on YouTube will already probably be aware of our potato problem. We had a really quick infestation of blight that came at the worst possible time. It was probably three or four weeks from when our potatoes would have been ready. So, you know, if it had come any earlier, then I might have had chance to get another crop in somewhere else. If it had come later, then we would have been able to harvest pretty much a full yield. But it came just at the, the perfectly wrong time, really. So, so that did really affect me a little bit because we rely so heavily on our potatoes here. They're such a huge part of our diet. And to have that part of our crop taken away from us, it stung a little bit. But I do actually have a plan where I'm going to be able to, I think, recover far more potatoes than I lost for free and I don't want to elaborate any more on that in case I jinx it and it doesn't come true and forgive me for being a bit of a tease but I can assure you that I will fill you all in on the details in hopefully a week or two but I've got something quite exciting lined up to share with you and that will be coming soon but in that same week that we had the potato blight it felt like the weather decided to tell us summer is finished. Now, I'm sure summer is not finished and we may well have weeks and weeks of lovely weather coming. But my wife has started knitting and that normally is a sign that winter is here. So all I can tell you is that the mood in the house certainly changed around that weekend. We had the high winds that came with Storm Ellen and... You know, we weren't particularly adversely affected, but we did have all of our bean poles get blown over and my asparagus that I had only staked two days before, those canes got blown over. We So as a result, you know, the, the beans, we lost a few of the plants. We also had some other bits and bobs all happen around the same time you know the heavens opened and it started raining we started getting some boggy ground and life's just not as much fun when the ground is muddy in addition to that our little shop at the side of the road started suffering with quite a substantial amount of thefts and of all the things that happen here that is probably the one that gets my wife mainly, but both of us down more than any other, because one of the things we did when we first set up our little shop at the side of the road is I put a sign up and the sign basically reads that, you know, this is the price of things. But if you can't afford the price of things, then put whatever you want in the pot and take whatever you want. And that's fine. 
And part of the purpose of that sign was so that it didn't put the pressure on my wife and I to account for everything. You know, we could literally just say, well, whatever's there is whatever's there. And we've allowed people to pay whatever they want. It's like when you go somewhere and there is a suggested fee. And putting that sign up certainly did help. And it's helped for a tremendous amount of time because we have had the occasional theft and it just doesn't bother us. But it started getting to the point where it's made us question whether or not we can actually carry on doing what we're doing. Now, obviously, there are solutions. We can do things like put up a camera. But these are all things we really don't want to do for several reasons. It's a really small community here and a very, very quiet road. And it would feel really obtrusive to our neighbours to just put a little camera up and a little sign. It just wouldn't feel like the right thing to do. So I'm holding off on that for as long as I possibly can. But my wife had made some jam and people were just stealing it from the side of the road. And it feels so opposite to everything that we feel and we stand for and that we're trying to achieve it's just a real juxtaposition really it's like we're trying to achieve this goal and we're trying to achieve it in a certain way and our goals and everything we do in our garden is very much separate to the outside world and when this happens it's like the worst parts of the outside world reach into our garden and that's really the best way I can describe it and it's not pleasant and it does knock you off balance because everything you're trying to do is all very much aligned with a certain way of being and a way of feeling and a way of thinking and when this element reaches in and upsets the apple cart if you like then it just it hurts a little bit I suppose is the best way of putting it however I did promise that I wasn't going to bring you down and that is not my intention for every problem there is also a silver lining or something else that seems to have come in its place and as I mentioned earlier with the potatoes that I do have something which has come in its place which is actually quite exciting to me and I wish I could share more and I will soon I promise but with the homemade goods and produce and things that we're selling at the side of the road then there is also another small silver lining because I found some other outlets a small farm shop that might want to take some of our produce and things like that so there's there's a solution to all of these problems that I'm sharing with you I'm just giving you a bit of a broad strokes picture of where we've been for the last week or two and how that it's not necessarily been the easiest journey for us in the last week or two. But that doesn't mean that the goal is not one that's still worth moving towards. You can find Self Sufficient Hub content elsewhere online in lots of other places. We have a YouTube channel. We also have our website. And now there's our Facebook page and Facebook group. Links to all of these you can find in the show notes. Come check us out. So another general area, and this isn't really specifically to this week, but a general area that I have felt that we've struggled this year has been our annual vegetable bed. Now, 
here is something that we can definitely learn from and go into next year more robust, which really I want to be the message of today's podcast. It's not just about sharing all the things that have gone wrong, but it's about using those things as a springboard so that when we go into next year, we're more resilient. Resilience is the message to take away because it's certainly what I think I'm taking away from all of these problems. The other thing with issues like blight and things like that is we can look at things that we can change that are going to affect it affect us differently next year and make us more able to cope now blight is something that i didn't know a tremendous amount about now i thought i knew a little bit about it but it turns out what i knew was not nearly what i thought i knew so blight isn't something that's going to overwinter in the soil here because we get some serious frosts so i think just by selecting some blight resistant varieties next year this decimation isn't an issue that i'm going to need to worry about next year so that's one thing that's kind of dealt with and i've learned from and don't need to worry about next year and the same with the bean poles with this wind we try and use and reuse things as much as we can and of course that makes sense and it's not something i'm going to change however when it comes to bean poles and the bamboo canes that we use then perhaps i need to retire them a season or two earlier and that's not a problem and it's not going to cost me any money because we've got bamboo growing in our garden so i think next year i'm going to make a point of harvesting a lot more bamboo and processing it all super early so that when the growing season starts we've got lots and lots of fresh bamboo canes ready to go i might even do that in the winter so there are lots of things that we've learned from these errors and of course that's the best way to learn or at least it is for me i learn by doing and generally speaking i only learn by making mistakes i'm not very good at learning through being told I, I always need to try all the shortcuts myself before I accept that there is a better way so getting back to our annual vegetable bed I've spoken about it before on the show but at the start of the season we had some really amazing early warm weather and I took my eye off the ball and got hit by a very late frost that came after this early spell of warm weather and it destroyed an awful lot of the plants that I'd already planted out. Now, this is all completely an unforced error. I could have protected everything that I planted out. I didn't plant out too early. I just didn't pay attention to the weather. So I allowed that frost to come and do its damage. That is a lesson I've already learned. I'm not going to do that again next year. So that set me back hugely with our annual vegetables. On top of that, I've had this persistent mole problem and moles have undermined 80 to 90 percent of our annual bed and that's a problem that i'm just currently now getting on top of with mole traps so these are two things that aren't going to happen again next year and the third thing the third thing i'm going to change is i think i'm going to grow on my seedlings that little bit more under cover so i've always been of the mind that the earlier you can get things out the better and 
I'm starting to see now where I've had some plants that went out early and then I've kept the same seedlings that went in at the same time. I've kept them under cover a bit longer and then planted them out later. They've actually done better this year. So I think I'm going to just grow my seedlings on a little bit longer in the polytunnel and not be so desperate to get them in the ground. So making these small changes are... I think going to have a positive impact on my yield next year but that's the thing with gardening we won't ever really know 100% for sure which things are having the biggest impact because things change every year the seasons and the the weather that we're getting is going to change every year it's definitely been a difficult year for weather here in the UK at least we've had and it seems to be a more and more regular pattern now that we're going to get very very wet autumns and winters followed by a drier and hotter spring and then we're also going to get more rainfall in the summer and I think that the onus is on us really as growers to kind of pay attention to these changes in climate and to make sure that we're planning for them ahead it opens up a conversation on another topic which I want to go into in a little bit greater depth and that is the topic of resilience and building in resilience into our systems and there's a lot that can be said on this subject and in the future I'm definitely going to do an entire podcast based around this theme but for now there are a few things that I definitely want to just touch on. can now support the show directly just go to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub you can become a patron and set up to donate to the show from any amount pledging as little as three dollars a month makes a huge difference if that's not your thing you can also support the show by sharing it with people you know or posting about it on social media we really appreciate all the help that you give us it's people like you that make this show possible So if you're running a business or an organisation, you kind of have to play a balancing act between economy and leanness and resilience. And what I mean by that is if you're building slack into your systems, so if you are growing spare produce, if you are planting more than you need, if you are adding extra things that you don't need just for a rainy day then what's happening is you're effectively wasting resources so if you're running a business there is pressure on you to become more economic and to trim everything right back to the essentials and have a very streamlined way of working now the downside of this is that you by taking out all of that slack all of that fat in the system you're also taking away all your resilience because the first thing that goes wrong, you have no way of recovering from it. And it's a very difficult balancing act if you're running a business. Well, it can also be a very difficult balancing act if you are running a garden, particularly the more traditional ways of growing our produce. We're so lucky here using the systems we do and it's part of the reason why I'm such a huge advocate of the, the no dig method and a lot of the permaculture principles 
because they deliver the best of both worlds. You're able to add that resilience into the system because everything is working together without having to add all that loss of economy. You're actually getting both. And that's why I love it so much. And being able to have that resilience is a natural byproduct of looking at everything holistically and doing things in a way that makes sense for the garden rather than a way that makes sense for you. So by using mulches, by not digging and allowing your soil food web to be so active and vibrant and healthy, you're allowing nature to do a lot of the work that you would otherwise have to do by maybe adding fertilizer and by doing that you're also allowing for that resilience because your garden can cope with a lot more now obviously that doesn't mean that you're never going to have any issues as I've just been explaining you know we've had lots of issues even using these methods but I dread to think what position we would be in in our annual bed if we were using far more traditional methods of growing where we would dig the soil over every year and have to fertilize and everything else and if we'd still had these problems on top then definitely I think we'd be even worse off so that's something just to bear in mind and it's a big part of why I am such a huge advocate for all the methods that I am so there's just one other thing that I wanted to mention another quick item on my list of failures if you like and it's not something that I had any control over but it was we've we're coming towards the end of milking season if you like because we're at the stage now where we're looking to bring in another billy now we can still milk our goats for another couple of months even when they're being served because that would still give them three months of being dry before they have their kids but I was planning on getting two goats in kid and carrying on to milk the third one. Well, the third one was going to be Fern, my eldest goat. And there's a reason for that. The two younger ones, the two Toggenbergs, they are in their first lactation and they're going to do far better next year. It was really important to get them kidded again. And Fern, I was probably not going to kid again. And we were going to use her milk to carry us through those t three months when the other two were dry well fern had another infection uh, about a month or two ago now and her yield basically dropped in two overnight and i've since made the decision that i'm actually going to dry all three of them up at the same time which means that we won't be producing milk here which is something that makes me feel a little bit odd it's going to feel very very odd having three milking goats in our garden and having to purchase milk now this is definitely a choice because i could still carry on milking fern and fern would still be delivering maybe one and a half pints of milk every single day which is dramatically less than the yield she can deliver but because she's had this infection and because of the system which we milk them in anyway we're already taking far less than maximum yields because with three goats we would be foolish not to so I've made the decision that that one and a half pints just isn't worth it it's better for me personally not to have to commit to that milking schedule 
through the harshest of the winter months for that amount of milk. So I've made the decision that we're not going to. And then hopefully this will be the last time that happens. And next year, everything will go smoothly. We won't get any infections and everything will just go as planned and we'll be able to milk right through. So that's just something that was beyond my control and it's not happening yet, but I'm looking into the future and thinking there's going to be a time when we are going to have to purchase milk, which feels a little bit odd to say. Anyway, we're a little while away from that yet. So what we are going to do is just make sure that we are saving as much milk as we can in the freezer between now and then, because they already produce more than we can use. So a fair amount of the byproduct has been going back to our animals. So that's going to stop now and we're going to start stockpiling it going into the future. But as with everything in the garden, it feeds back into this idea of everything being transient. So just because I am taking, let's say, four litres of milk every single day, that doesn't mean there isn't a time in my future I'm going to be buying milk. And my background in the construction industry, nothing was transient. Everything had a definite finish point. You got a job finished and it was done and then you moved on to the next one. That's how my whole life has been, really. And I think how most people's lives are, whatever their job, there tend to be set tasks. And these tasks have completion dates and moments at which they become done and filed. Well, doing what we're doing, we never have that. Nothing is ever finished. My vegetable garden will never be finished. My fruit trees will never be finished we will always be pruning feeding guiding replanting weeding we will always be doing something to move along with the things we're working with and that transient nature of things has really helped me to slow down and enjoy things and to not take things as definitive when they go wrong as well so even though as I say you know I did take a couple of knocks in the last little while and a couple of them did make me feel a little bit upset or I wasn't able to just brush them off immediately I was able to accept the transient nature of them eventually and keep moving forwards because as I've said time and time again if this is something that you're going to want to do then it has to be about the journey and not about the destination so with that i hope that you're able to keep a smile on your face through your failures through your problems and take the positives and learn from the things that go wrong and enjoy the journey because that's what it's all about if you find this podcast valuable there's several ways you can support it the easiest of which is to rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts you could also talk about it or share it wherever you post online including your social media pages and now you can support the podcast directly by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub however you support the podcast We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. See you soon.